The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is the WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 818, you're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning, today the 5th of December, and in studio with us this morning, David Estes with Parks Realty. David, how are you this morning? I'm doing good, Scott. How are you? I'm good. So the market has changed quite a bit over the months. Uh, Last time you were on, I guess, was over the summer sometime. Yeah, I think it was back in June. Uh, They had just started raising interest rates and trying to put the brakes on the uh, housing market. So looking back over the years, for as long as you've been in real estate, what, 28 years now? Yeah. So over that period of time, can you ever recall, you know, a period from summer into winter where the market has changed as much as it has? I don't think it's always been a a gradual change except for like the Great Recession that we went through, you know, back then when the the housing market just dropped off the cliff that was the only other time i remember it being so dramatic and this time around uh, one of the shifts in the market has been interest rates going back up which i'm sure that has uh, equaled a little more inventory than what we saw just a few months back yeah it's changed quite a bit uh you know they started raising those rates what january february um and as it raised you know we kept seeing like no inventory still like an hour or two inventory on the market and then the um now to and then fast forward to now we've got about three months of inventory now we're still a seller's market because six months would be a balanced market but we've got about three months of inventory and things are taking a little longer sellers are making some concessions now and that's in rutherford county you got about three months worth of inventory right now correct okay yeah the numbers I pulled for today were all Rutherford County. So when you say three months of inventory, what, what does that mean? Because you always hear realtors say, you know, X amount of weeks, X amount of months of inventory. What, what, what does that even mean? We basically do an absorption rate and we look at, uh, some people do close. I like to look at the pendings and I compare that to what we've actually got physically on the market. Like today, or last night I pulled right before we came, and it said uh, we had 1,379 houses listed in Rutherford County, and we're pending at a rate of, looks like around, it's about 444 is under, you know, under contract currently. So when you hear 1,379 homes for sale in Rutherford County, it sounds like a lot, but then when you dive into the numbers of, well, there's only X amount of homes that are three bedrooms and, you know, between, I don't know, 1,500 and 2,500 square feet, those numbers really go down quite a bit. Yeah, it's really skewed because once you go under 400,000, I mean, your inventory is is a lot lower. Uh, But we're even seeing the prices adjust on, on those homes too. It's not dramatic, but there is a price decrease on a lot of those homes. Just for example, on my graph here, it shows that we had... Uh, back in May, we had 600, a little over 600 homes on the market, 
And now, just since May, we've climbed to 1,300. And hey. the closed and the pending have calmed down. So, first-time home buyers, they're no longer, it seems like for the most part, they're no longer looking at houses necessarily, but instead condominiums and townhomes because those are sometimes cheaper than, I, I guess, a regular standalone house. Yeah, the uh, condos, townhomes, uh, they're putting out a lot of product these days for, um, like, if you divided those off, our single families would go way down. I didn't pull the number, but, uh, you know, a lot of those, especially under 400000 are going to be condos or townhomes what are first-time home buyers looking for as far as a price range when they move to rutherford county because i can recall being a first-time home buyer years ago and i know what my price range was which was like 99 grand or something you know no, nothing over that price yeah but that's impossible today for any first-time home buyer yeah, that's about the cost of a lot nowadays. So um, the average, you know, we, we say around 400000 um, You know, you can still find 300000 um, but the average home around Rutherford County now is a little over 400000 You know, if, if I were buying my first house and, and I were younger again, that price of $400,000, I think, would scare me to death because you're talking about a lot more down. You're talking about much higher payments each month how are people doing that well let's take um i pulled up some numbers on that like a three hundred thousand dollar home uh say you put you did a fha loan or a conventional and and you only put like three percent down so it was uh i just went brain dead and, and it, was about if you put actually if you put 20 percent down which m most people don't um at six and a half that's going to be fifteen hundred dollars a month doesn't count your taxes and insurance at three uh at 20 percent down when it was three percent your payment was only a thousand eleven so it's five hundred dollars more a month for the same house but because of the interest rates going up right that's at a, about a six and a half today but a $300,000, $400,000 house that's for a first-time home buyer, putting down 10% would be a challenge, I would think, for a first-time home buyer. Right. Yeah, and I, and I crunched the numbers. If they did 3% down, uh, which is the majority of people buying their first house, 300000 at six and a half, that's $1,839 plus, plus your taxes and insurance versus it, it was 1226 at 3%. But if you look at rent prices historically, they're through the roof right now. Yeah. So, you know, buying that house is still cheaper most parts, most times, than going and renting one. I mean, that same house will rent for $2,100 a month now. And so if a first time home buyer out there is buying their first house, their payment for the house alone is 1800 a month, then add into that the taxes and add into that the uh, insurance, insurance, then then you're gonna be spending, you know, probably up to 24, 2500 a month if you live in the city limits, if you're outside the city limits, what, I don't know, $300 yeah, less? I'd say it probably, probably jump up to about 2200 but you know you're you're actually buying something and and owning it versus you know renting it but you you really have to plan ahead these days if you want to be a first-time home buyer in rutherford county because the prices are just so different from what 
they used to be several years back. Right. It's uh, it's well, and with everything else happening, I mean, gas is higher, groceries are higher, all of those things factor in to to that person having to pay, you know, twenty two hundred to twenty four hundred dollars a month. Again, David S. is with us this morning with Parks Realty and uh, in real estate for 28 years. So I, what other routes are people going when they're buying that next house? And, and those who are selling a house, are, are they able to make enough profit to push that over into the next home to put down on the next home? It really depends on how long they've been there. If they just bought in the last, the last year or two, then more than likely they probably don't have a whole lot of equity um once it starts going over there, if they've been there three four five years then they've got quite a bit of equity still that they can you know push on to the next house now i know a lot of people they decided to sell their house whenever the market really jumped that first jump that we saw folks who had purchased their house for three or four hundred thousand were selling their house for you know upwards of seven hundred thousand in some cases yeah yeah they uh i know several people that you know cashed in and and i really think looking back now that that was that was the top of our market you know uh back when the interest rate was still three right as it hit four that was probably right there at the top and now we're not seeing dramatic decreases because we still don't have a lot of inventory and there's a lot of people moving to rutherford county um but a lot of your eye buyers that were out there buying up homes they're not buying anymore uh, so that's that's good for first-time buyers so those who did sell their house whenever those prices really spiked did they have trouble finding something else to buy and move into some of them did and uh, some of them decided they were going to sit it out so they sold took their equity and they're kind of waiting for a price drop or for more inventory to hit. Um, I think they still probably got about three months before that starts to to shift to where we're at an equal market. Um, but they can get a better deal today than they could uh, just six months ago. Now, I, I know you were saying that some real estate lots are, are starting out at $99,000, which is hard to believe because not too long ago, you could buy a real estate lot to build on in a neighborhood for around twenty-five to $30,000, it <laughs> yeah. seems like. Yeah, it's, uh, well, and everybody always says, well, they're not building enough starter product. Well, you can't build a starter product if you're paying eighty to $120,000 for a, a small lot, quarter acre, um, and then you're trying to build a house and make a profit as a builder pay the real estate commissions and uh, by the time you do all that I mean you're five six hundred thousand uh, on the houses that you're building plus for those who are building a new house are, are builders building a lot right now we've I've noticed that they're pulling back there's uh, a lot of them that are starting to pull back and they're just finishing up what they have um, I try to gauge stuff I do a little bit of home building myself and flipping and and such but uh, as far as the building I've seen a lot of them pull back and I've, I've talked to a lot of my subs and when you talk if you talk to like the guy that digs the footer he's slow now 
because he was the first in the process because it's about a six-month process start to finish so i've asked the footer guys concrete guys the framers every one of those guys are like okay we're going a lot slower now you know roofers then when you ask the finish guys the trim carpenters flooring guys they're still busy but it hadn't caught them yet so why why are they so much slower today is it a mixture of there's not enough product of whatever it is they're using building supplies out there or, or is it because they have so much work they're that covered up i think uh i think a lot of builders still have it in their mind where we had the huge crash and they all got caught with a lot of inventory on the market and i think that's still in the back of all of all of our minds as far as building and i think they don't want to get caught again so they're they're watching this economy and they're seeing what's being done and these rates keep inching up and i think the builders are going okay we're going to sit back a little bit and see what happens we're going to finish up everything we've started but we're going to wait a little while and see what happens which further reduces the inventory we've got out there and if anybody has any questions you can text those in 615-893-1450 again 893-1450 so here in rutherford county give us some more ideas on what things are selling for and what you get for that amount of money that you're spending well a lot of people say uh, look at stuff as cost per foot um it's not really a good way to gauge what a house is worth you have to look at the comparables uh homes that are exactly sim you know just like them um when you're doing that analysis but based on those numbers that everybody loves to pull up per square foot in june was up to 228 i mean you were talking about how high it was back in june uh, that numbers dropped to about 217 now so 217 dollars per square foot correct okay yeah that's your lot and your the home and everything you know that's a builder that's spec that out you know um, it's wild because just in 2010 for example prices were so much lower per square foot when did it actually hit when did those prices really skyrocket i would say uh 2021 is when we saw i mean it was a huge jump i mean some people said 15 to 20 percent uh in the housing market uh, but we saw even you know even higher jumps than that and a lot of people they were i guess scared that that price jump it wasn't gonna stick around in fact they, they were saying that houses that were on sale then well, the price that they were asking that's not going to be the case in three or four years it's going to go back down has it started to go back down the price itself of homes have they gone back down at all yeah they they've they've been going down this month i mean I, my thoughts are that first quarter of 2023 we're really going to see some some reductions uh, continued reductions i mean we've had some reductions um when when you gauge and you watch the market and you're looking at it you'll see uh, somebody be on the market for two weeks they do a reduction they're on the market for two more weeks they do a reduction the average market time when you know as realtors we've worked with all over those 28 years our average market time was you know 45 to 60 days or longer you know sometimes 90 days but now it's it's a panic for people when they see uh, the market, when they see their house doesn't sell in three days, they kind of panic. 
Yeah, could, because they, I guess, got used to hearing right. news in 2021 about how their neighbors sold their house in, in a day. Right. They've just got accustomed to that speed, um, and it's just not that case. Again, David Estes on the air with us this morning with Parks Real Estate, and uh, you've been in the real estate business again for 28 years. So we will uh, talk more about real estate and about those years in real estate in just a few minutes. Time right now, 8.34. We're going to take a short break, and then we will be right back. You're tuned to WGNS, and we're broadcasting from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, supplying power to the station's 328-foot tower in downtown Murfreesboro. Middle Tennessee Electric, serving to make life better since 1936. Now, more than ever, start your mornings with WGNS. Swap and shop with Bart Walker. Weekday mornings, 7.50 to 8.10 on WGNS, AM, FM, online. Hi, this is Amanda at Animal City. All of us here at Animal City know how wonderful it is to have pets as part of the family. With all of its holiday meals, it's important to remember that many human foods can be dangerous for pets. For example, dogs can be harmed by grapes, onions, and garlic. Since we don't want to leave our pets out of the holiday festivities, here at Animal City, we carry a wide variety of pet-safe treats for all of our pets. You can find your local pet store, Animal City, here in Murfreesboro on Broad Street. This is Peter Demas inviting you to enjoy a meal with our family at Demas's Restaurant. With cold and flu season here, nothing helps my family more than having the Demas's baked chicken and rice soup. It was a soup that was created by my grandmother, and we not only sell it by the cup, but we also sell it by the quart, by the half gallon, and by the gallon. So stop by any time today and bring soup to your family that may be sick or a friend that's in sick, or just to enjoy it just because it tastes so good. Demas's Restaurant. What do you like most about Adam's Place? Another good thing about Adam's Place is if my health gets worse and I need more care, they have the facility here for me to just to transfer up there. We're talking with Betty Atterbury. You know, as I need more care, I can go to another place right here, Adam's Place. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Dave Ramsey, America's most trusted money expert. The Dave Ramsey Show, live each day from 1 to 4 on WGNS Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We'll see a few scattered rain showers here this afternoon with cloudy skies, a high in the upper 50s. South winds are on 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 38. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.37, you're listening to WGNS again on this Monday morning, today the 5th of December. David Estes with us this morning with Parks Realty. So uh, looking back, you know, comparing this month to last month, your headphones are messed up, aren't they? They are. Is that a switch right there? Is that working at all? This is a... Oh, there we go. We've got it now? Yep. <laughs> now now he can hear everything. I can hear. <laughs> so it, real estate, it changes a lot, it seems like. And 
really since 2021, uh, we've seen the most changes in real estate. But when you compare this month to last month and compare this month to a month a, a year ago, 2021 December, what are we looking at as far as the differences? Well, I've got some numbers for you here today. Um, as far as the, the listings, this would be current versus the previous month, just last month. Uh, we are up about a percent on the listings, but on the solds, we're down 20%. So 20% less homes are selling this month compared to last month. To last month, and then 8.5% less pended or under contract. If you go current versus the same month a year ago, we are down 35% on solds and 35% on pendings, and our inventory is up 133%. So, so December of this month compared to December of 2021, a year ago, 12 months ago, 30% less homes that are being closed. Well, this compares October because it's got okay. all the numbers in. But, yeah, I mean, in October, November, I mean, we've shot up 130. Now, when you say 133%, seems like a lot. You know, we got 1,380 homes on the market, but it's it's not necessarily as much as it sounds when you put percentages on it because we're still in a seller's market with three months of inventory and six months would be balanced. So it's gonna be a while before we make that change to where we're back to a buyer's market again. So those who are out there looking for a house, what are they saying as far as, you know, we look at this house and we go to this next street, look at this house. Are they saying to you, well, I feel like I have to make an offer right away because I'm scared it's gonna be sold before we even have a chance to, to you know make an offer right well and it still depends i mean if you've got a house and you've got it in great shape you know it's uh it's just a great house and you hit the market with it they're going to scoop it up pretty fast um and probably for full price or or a little over if they you know if there's a lot of demand like a house with five acres in rutherford county that's crazy demand for it. So they're gonna scoop that up. Now, if you've got just an average house, you haven't done anything with the floors, you haven't painted it, you know, you've lived in it for the last 10 years and not done anything, uh, then you're gonna have to negotiate a little bit. And the buyers are gonna be able to get a little bit of closing costs. Uh, one thing we've seen come back, you know, for a long time back in June when we talked, you couldn't do a home inspection. Well, you could do one, but they weren't gonna do any repairs. They weren't gonna negotiate at all. If it didn't meet appraisal, you had to pay over that amount. That's all changed now. Appraisals are back, home inspections are back. They expect you to repair, make repairs that are, that are needed. Um, and it has, you know, it has to appraise. So people come into our area from outside of Middle Tennessee or outside of Rutherford County, are they looking for a house with, you know, an acre or more, or are they looking for subdivisions mainly? Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's it's all over the market. You, you know, we'll see people from out of the area buying places in Cannon County, you know, rural with some land. We'll see them, you know, in town. Now, the, the big thing that I've noticed, and a lot of agents that I've talked to have noticed, is uh, where we were seeing just this huge influx of people coming into our area. Area, we're not seeing that as much now so I'm not getting all of those calls from California people trying to come in or New York uh, they're still coming in 
but it's not like it was. And a lot of people who were coming in from places like California, they were paying cash for houses and not financing. Is that still the case or are most people, the majority even, are they financing again? Uh, the majority that I'm seeing, uh, they're they're financing again. They may be putting large amounts down, but they're still financing. Um, and it's, like I said, it's just kind of been a shift. And we kind of think that it might have something to do with uh, jobs. And, you know, there was this big push that you could work from anywhere that you wanted. So you could take your salary in California and move to Tennessee, get a big house, and do your job from there well we're seeing a lot of employers now are saying hey we need you back in the office that that would really stink if you moved here from another state and all of a sudden your employer says ah we need you here Uh, yeah because then you're back you know you're back in the job market again that that would not be fun what what kind of prices are people looking for when they come to you and say hey we're looking for a, a three bedroom or a four bedroom house what are a lot of people looking or wanting or aiming to spend uh, seems like lately it, it's really weird it's an ebb and flow here lately i've had a lot of people around the 300 range calling up and and wanting to buy something uh and a lot of first-time buyers coming back out of the woodwork Uh, their payments are going to be higher but there's less competition now so they can buy that house and then we really think those interest rates will stop start to drop after the half you know 2023 third quarter um we really see those rates you know as the fed has tightened this market up so tight to where people stop buying then you'll have to start dropping those rates and historically speaking when you're looking at different interest rates for mortgages over the years the current rate is is not that high historically right right uh, i mean i remember i know everybody always talks about the rates they remember you know i hear the double digit uh, of course a house was you know twenty thousand dollars when they were double digits um but i remember when they were nine and when they went down to you know seven and a half people were tripping over themselves to to get that rate uh, but now the this run up in prices uh I think kind of gets it, it alleviates going back and saying that because the uh, this run up in prices has outpaced uh, people's pay or people's you know money that they're working with. Again, David Estes with us this morning with Parks Real Estate. When you are working with buyers, how often do you come across folks who? they refinance because the rates were low then they refinanced again because the rates were lower and maybe even a third time in the same house over the years and then when they get to that point of selling they still owe pretty much the entire amount because they refinance so many times in a row it's you know it's funny that you mentioned that because a lot of times i will go through the I'll go through the data and start looking at at things like that. And I do notice that through the years, they've refied and pulled that money out and used it, then refied and used it again. And and they continually do it until they get to the point where, okay, now we're just going to sell it and we're going to go buy something else. Um, But I have a feeling that a lot of people have used that equity Uh, we still have a a huge amount i didn't bring the percentage but we do have a huge amount of people that have that are sitting on quite a bit of equity so uh, when you say when people mention foreclosures they're going to wait until foreclosures come back we really don't think that's 
coming back to the extent it did, you know, 09. Uh, we, we think they have too much equity for that. And it just depends on, you know, if these rate increases go all the way through next year, uh, then you'll, you'll see a totally different market even than what we see now. What, what are some of the expectations, you know, if these interest rates of mortgages continue to, to climb? Well, I mean, if you look at the data, like I said, you know, a minute ago, I mean, we're down 35%, our inventory's up 133%. Uh, those percentages, if they keep doing that, then it doesn't take very long to change because we went from in June having hours of inventory to now we have, you know, three months of inventory. So if you can change that fast in six months, six more months of tightening interest rates, you know, if you compound that through the year, then it, it could be a dramatic change. Now, obviously, you're more in touch with the real estate market than most people out there who are not in the real estate business. I, I'm curious, are there a lot of neighborhoods being built still in Rutherford County? I, I haven't personally driven around looking for neighborhoods, so I, I don't know. But are there still a lot of neighborhoods that are growing or up and coming? I think you're seeing uh, a lot of neighborhoods that, you know, and everybody, when you say the market slowed a little bit, everybody says, well, everywhere I see it's building. Well, it took those people two years to get to the point of building something because they found the land, they bought it, they, you know, brought the engineers in, had to get approvals. I mean, that takes a long time. So a lot of people are finishing up the projects that they've already started. And as far as folks who are wanting to build their house, maybe their first house that they actually build, even though they've lived in Rutherford County for years, but they're wanting to actually find a contractor and build a house, is that happening much? And are folks able to even find land to build on? Well, finding the land is the hard part because it's still still fairly expensive. You know, I go to auctions and um, we're always looking for land to build, you know, maybe a spec home on and sell. Um, but even at the auctions, the land is going for crazy amounts. You know, five acres in Rutherford County still selling 250 to 300,000 for one home site. So those are big houses you got to build. Um, so that's the hardest part. If you've got the land or you can find the land, I think you'd be able to find the builder now because, uh, you know, some of them are, are starting to gear down. So that's kind of, that'd be perfect for them to come in. Uh, you're not going to get it at a discount or anything if you're building it, but it'd be perfect for them to come in and, and start working with you. Uh, they got more availability or will have more availability than they did say six months ago. So what would be cheaper for a home buyer out there? Would it be buying a, a newer house or would it be buying a home that's a little older and then fixing it up? Well, I, I watched the new construction market too and the new homes and I've seen a lot of price reductions. Builders making concessions, builders paying down the interest rates. Um, so there's some deals out there now with new construction. We're getting toward the end of the year. A lot of builders want that inventory off of their books. Um, some of the bigger ones feel like that they see the writing on the wall, that, that it may be slower in 2023. So a lot of them are dropped prices. Um, I've seen 30 to 50,000 in drops on some homes. Now these are bigger homes, but um, I think they're trying to beat the rush to drop 
So a lot of changes to say the least. And, and as we get to closing out the show this morning, what are some of the other things you're hearing from those who are looking for a house? Uh, what exactly are they looking for? And then for the sellers out there, uh, how are they How are they doing? And, and are a lot of the sellers you're working with, are they planning just to relocate in Murfreesboro and Smyrna? Where are they moving to? Yeah, the... Uh it's hard to say we've had such a mix of those you know and it if i said one way or the other on where those sellers were going it would be skewed toward my opinion of the people that i work with um but we see a lot of um see a lot of opportunities coming up for people that are looking um sellers are still doing well you know i mean we were at 102 let's see we were at 102 percent over list price just back in March and April. Wow. Now we're at 97% of list price. So 97% of homes right now are selling at list price. Then you have 3% that are selling for more than list price. Well, most, most of the homes are on average are selling at 97% of list price. Okay. 97% right. of the to listing where they price. were selling 102 to 103% of list price. So you had to offer over the amount. And 2% over is what a lot of people were doing, it sounds like. Yeah, or more. Or more. Depending on if it was... Uh, some of the houses I call unicorns because they're just so fantastic that 20 people wanted at the same time. And then those who paid over that asking price, they were often paying over the appraisal price, too, I'm sure. Right, right. They were paying over the appraisals. Um, you know, now we're not seeing that as much. Um, haven't had a whole lot of issues with homes appraising at value because you know those prices have been elevated for a while and once you start selling several different ones in a neighborhood then it lifts all the other ones up um, and what what are a lot of buyers looking for is it a three bedroom is it a four bedroom uh, bedrooms upstairs downstairs what, what are people typically looking for today well i mean the average home you know, three bedroom, two bath, two car garage um, is always going to be a good seller. Um, two bedrooms, you know, when you start going under three bedrooms, it gets a little slower. Uh, four and five bedrooms, once you go over that 500 range, six, 700, then they're going to want uh, four bedrooms, maybe a flex room, bonus room, garage, and then on into the sevens and eights where you've got three car garages. Um, so are the homes with, you know, the, the typical three bedrooms, let's say two and a half or three bathrooms, uh, but yet the square footage of each bedroom is bigger than a home that has four bedrooms. Are, are those three bedroom homes still selling well, or is it the four bedroom with smaller bedrooms selling better? We still see, uh, I still see a lot of, uh, open floor plans people like, um, I would say you'd be better off having three big bedrooms versus, you know, four tiny bedrooms. If you're going to cram it all into the same square footage, yeah, um, then it, you know, it gets too gets tight on these floor plans. Again, David Estes with us this morning with Parks Real Estate and uh, online your website realestatemadman.com, and you've been doing this once more for. 28 years and uh, if anybody wants to reach out to you they have questions for you what's the best number to contact you at uh, best number to get me at is 
If you have land or you have an ugly house you want to get rid of (laughs) or one that you haven't fixed up, we also will buy those. Um, Give us a call. So you're looking to to buy stuff as well? Yeah, we'll buy. We like to buy and uh, fix them up, you know, put additions on them, um, make them more marketable, and then we'll put them on the market. Of course, we don't want to pay retail when we do that. (laughs) (laughs) Again, David S. is with us with Parks Real Estate. Thanks for joining us this morning. I appreciate you having me. Time right now, 8.54. You're listening to WGNS. We have more news, more news stories coming your way next. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender. This morning we're talking with David Jacobs with the Happy Book Stack. So first of all, what is the Happy Book Stack? We're a family-geared bookstore, family-owned, that specializes in kids' books, Christian books, but we have anything down to Tennessee history, Civil War, self-help, romance, all types of fiction. What made you want to open a bookstore? I studied English in college, and I do like literature a lot, but I've always liked business. That's what I started with in college, and then I decided, you know, I like literature. I don't think there's a better business that people go into where they're happy to be there than a bookstore. I kind of like the warm environment and people. Tell us how to find the happy book stack. If you go down Church Street and then you turn left on the Middle Tennessee and then left again on, on the Samsonite, you'll see it's kind of tucked back there or behind the, the DMV. It's really hard to find certain books these days. You don't have small, locally owned bookstores anymore, it seems like. Yeah, I think that when the Kindle and Amazon and all that happened, the bookstores died down from what I can tell for about 10 years. There has been a pretty good resurgence of them post-COVID. But the thing I struggle with, just the thought of it, you know, you see these big brick-and-mortar bookstores sell books for full retail straight from the publisher. When there's so many secondhand books in the community, they're looking for a way to be used. Kind of one more reason we open up this store is people can bring in their books and trade them in for cash or credit and then use that to get more books. So it keeps books out of the landfill and back to people who might be your neighbors. You might be getting your neighbor's books. Are there any certain books or areas of reading that you specialize? Yes. The reason I picked the name, I wanted a name that was geared towards kids and family. So I have a lot of kids' books. I have a lot of Christian books. With that in mind, I do have a lot of other types of genres, but I I do want to be a one-stop shop for parents who are looking for good reading materials for their kids and for themselves as well. I've had many families come in and buy, you know, 20, 30 Dr. Seuss books at a time, and I have enough stock that they could do that. And also, I've had a whole lot of homeschool parents come in as well, as far as a few hours away. Again, with us this morning, David Jacobs with The Happy Books stack right here in Murfreesboro. On Facebook, do we just type in the Happy Book Stack? That's right. Yes, sir. Do you update, you know, what new books are in, what books you're expecting, what books you may be in need of? Yeah, especially when we first started, we kind of let people know all of our sections. But now that we are rolling on forward, I do updates of just interesting things that come in. For instance, a few weeks ago, an 1890 edition of Milton's Paradise Lost. And I will post things like that on there. You know, there's some books out there that are literally worth 
thousands and thousands of dollars. I, I mean, there's even some that are worth well over $100,000. Have you had the chance to see any of those types of books? I'm curious if anybody here has any in Rutherford County. I've not seen those come into the store yet. From my time in books, I've seen a few, mostly Bibles. The most curious one that I found was one that was published in Lebanon, Tennessee, and I don't know particularly why it was worth so much. It was just like a $500 Bible. That's much more than the common Bible, but uh, uh, probably not too many printed, and someone was really wanting it. And people collect books just like they collect baseball cards. There's different collectors out there for everything. I definitely see that. And it's fun to see people bring in books and say, wow, you have a lot of this specific author. You have a lot of this fantasy mystery type thing. It's like you, you must really, really love that and enjoy that. It's fun to see just the flavor of people in our area. Do people bring in things like the whole edition of the Nancy Drew series or Mark Twain? I, I mean, what older books have you seen different series come in in whole collections? Yeah, I've seen things like Agatha Christie come in, whole sets, Star Trek. I've seen people bringing a few hundred of those at a time because there's so much fan fiction out there. And I guess the thing I like to see the most, there's still a lot of series that I don't know about. Like I had someone bring in Mac Bolin. It's like an action adventure series. I was not familiar with that. It was like an older version of Tom Cruise that we know today. You see literally all types of books, all different backgrounds come to your store and just a variety of everything, it sounds like. For sure. And I, I expect that to grow more and more. And I don't always have a place for every specific book, of course. I do kind of warehouse some and sell some online. So if someone brings in something that they might not think would do well in a conventional bookstore, I still may be able to help them out. Again, David Jacobs with us this morning with the Happy Book Stack. What got you so interested in books? The thing that I guess matters most to me is I can remember growing up and I had a celebrated reader growing up in school and I got to read a whole lot of books then and you know, life gets busier as you get older, but I look back to those times and I, I can see it as a foundational stone in my life. But also, I'm afraid that that might be missing more and more in our generation that's coming up with just how busy we are and how much electronics and things we have. I'm wanting to help bring that back into the center of family reading. What would you say to a parent out there listening who's a teenager, maybe even younger than a teen? They're literally on their phone 24-7 and they don't pick up a book uh, other than at school. What, what would you say to a parent in order to encourage their child to start picking up books and reading? It's good to start with books that would be entertaining to them and not try to push classical literature or something. Just trust that they'll find their way once they get started. Things like magazines. I mean, they could even start there. Yeah, they can start there. They can find a movie even that they like and see if a book was written on that. I know a lot of people get into Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter that way. They might not be a good reader, but they watch the movie, fall in love with it, and then read the book. Again, David Jacobs with us today. Now, how big of a bookstore is the Happy Book Stack? Right now, we're right at 2,000 square feet, and we maximize that space pretty well. Uh, we have close to 20,000 books in stock right now. I don't shelf all the books that I do get in. So if someone's looking for something, they can shoot me an email and I'd be glad to look for it for them. Are you able to help people find certain hard-to-find books? Oh, yes. I've spent a lot of time with different softwares just hunting books down. Like a few weeks ago, I wanted an old copy of Dante's Inferno. I had to hunt that down myself, and you got to learn how to scour the old web pages, but it can be done, and I'd be glad to help. Of course, books like Dante's Inferno, that was required reading in high school for a lot of people. I don't know if it still is, but do you have a lot of those required reading type books like Dante's Inferno or The Crucible or any of those? Oh, yes, and I, I have them in copies that you and I would read, adult copies, and have them in kind of a uh, more condensed version for high school readers and middle grade readers as well. Again, this morning, we're talking with David Jacobs about the Happy Book Stack right here in Murfreesboro. And once more, tell us how to find the Happy Book Stack. I think the best way to find this is if you go right down Church Street, you turn left on the Middle Tennessee, or right behind where the DMV is.
What hours is the Happy Book Stack open? Thursday through Sunday, Thursday and Friday from 12 to 6, and Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 4. And once more, the address to type in if somebody wants to put it in their GPS. It's 1411 Mark Allen Lane right here in Murfreesboro. And again, that's over there close to or behind the driver's license testing station. And again, on social media, best place to find you, Facebook, and just type in the Happy Book Stack. And we're also on Instagram under the same name. David Jacobs with the Happy Book Stack right here in Murfreesboro. David, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Scott. We're broadcasting today from the Middle Tennessee Electric Studios. Middle Tennessee Electric, your power supply since 1936. 